0: d d d d d d watching uh, Fox and Friends catching up a little bit and uh, they said something that I was thinking about talking about a lot today and that is Gail King and uh, I forget who else was uh, up there supposedly uh, trying to control this debate last night and of course they're not really debates, okay, the way that they run them. They're not really debates, but it was terrible last night. I mean, I was trying to watch it, and there was some good basketball on, and it takes a lot to get me to to turn away from good basketball. Like, I'm, I've got Michigan State playing against Iowa. You got Duke getting upset by Wake Forest, sitting there watching those games, and... Uh, Doggone it. It was just a free-for-all on television last night. You know, you're watching them, and everybody was talking at the same time. It looked like t- Did you see any of it, Zach? It was like total chaos, which is a pretty good indicator of what the Democratic Party is right now, all right? It's, it's total chaos. Jenna Ellis is going to join a senior legal advisor for Trump 2020. Jen, did you watch all of that debate last night?
1: Unfortunately, yes, and uh, you know it wasn't even a debate at all. It was just really, really bad television, and that's what I tweeted after it. and you know it, it was like it was like a bunch of children on stage yeah. that were all talking over each other and had nothing to say and the biggest uh, indicator coming out of it, like we've known all along, is that not one of the people standing on that stage are competent or qualified to leave this country.
0: Yeah, the big winner last night was President Trump again. There's no doubt. I mean if people are Absolutely. watching that, unless you're a red meat Democrat, you're looking at that and you say, you gotta be kidding me.
1: And even the Democrats, I think, I mean, there for anyone who's genuinely reasonable and cares about this country at all, even if there are policy differences even if you know they absolutely can't stand President Trump, they have to be thinking. But but this is the alternative, really. And you know, and we're seeing actually at the Trump campaign um, that because of all of the uh, the great fulfillments and accomplishments of President Trump, um, there are a lot of Democrats that are actually uh, pro-Trump now, which is yep. which is so great because they're seeing that he is a president for all Americans. And I think that that was displayed even more last night.
0: Yeah. Let's just for a moment think. You had last night the Democrats on stage in South Carolina looking like kids in a food fight. And you had the president of the United States in front of 120,000 Indians in India just wowing everybody. I mean, you can't get much much uh, difference than that.
1: Yeah, the contrast is, is very palpable. And, you know, for anyone, I, I've, I've been uh, privileged to go with the president to a number of the rallies and, you know, to just uh, see how much love and support is behind him because when he walks into those arenas uh, to that song, Proud to be an American, it's just such a wonderful moment of coming together and recognizing that, you know, he is one of us and he cares about America. He cares about Americans, cares about um, their stories, their, um, their well-being, the well-being of our country. And um, to just see the, the united uh, just effort that's behind this president is really remarkable. And uh, that is, that's something that we see all over the country and you don't see any of that uh, motivation or respect at all from uh, anyone who who is behind any of these candidates, if, if they're even behind these candidates. You know, I thought it was also interesting with a lot of the responses that, uh, that these candidates last night had on stage, uh, they paused at those moments expecting applause, and there weren't any. <laughs> there, were, there were a number of those moments where they just kind of continued awkwardly because it was almost like the audience just really wasn't sure how to react to them. You know, you don't have the motivation um, behind anyone other than Bernie. I mean, he does have um, his Bernie bros. He has, um, you know, a number of followers that he's gathered over the years. But, but even then I think that that is really sincerely um, uniting the rest of the country, which is, Uh, most and, you know, people who actually understand what America is all about, that we're not a socialist country and saying, "Okay, if that is possibly where the Democratic Party is heading, even more so uh, the reasonable Democrats are saying we are voting for Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. Did you see where he tried to explain again why uh, he thought Cuba was great about literacy and education and whatnot? And he got booed and that you could see that that shook him up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and seeing that you know even on stage there in you know what should have been a um, a sort of home crowd. I mean, they're in in South Carolina. People are just are are thinking, no, this is this is unreasonable. This is un-American, and this is not something that we're going to cheer for. And um, and good good for that audience for clearly indicating to him, you may. You may need to
0: reconsider here. Yeah, let me let me give you who I thought was the top three in the debate last night. I think Sanders finished number one for the simple reason that he didn't he didn't inflict any any serious wounds on himself, nor did anybody else. Number two, I thought Elizabeth Warren did well yesterday. And then Biden. Well, at least he knew he was running for president. So I gave him uh, (laughs) I gave him number three. What what was your take from it? Who did you see as one, two, and three?
1: Well, you know, honestly, one, two, and three all went to Donald Trump. Well, which, yeah, I agree with was, that. There was nobody on there, but um, but you know, but in all fairness, I think that probably, um, even though he was booed, and even though, um, you know, it's, it's uh it's really a sad thing that he's leading right now. I do think that Bernie Sanders is still probably the one to beat for the nomination, but. Um, you know, other than that, I really didn't see anyone come out very strong. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, in the first couple of moments, just knowing that Bernie uh, is the front runner, she seemed to align herself with him and say, you know, Bernie and I share these, you know, these ideas, and we together. And you know, she aligned herself, mm-hmm. and um, and I thought that was a very, very bad move on her part um, that she's going not just progressive, but basically saying you know, I'm a communist too, but better. Um, yeah. So that was, that to me was very, a very poor strategy on her part. Um, she came across as uh, very argumentative and almost desperate. Um, you know, Biden, of course, I think is, is faltering a lot. Uh, Buttigieg is not saying anything remarkable or memorable. Um, you know, he almost looks like he's just, uh, full of air up there, he has he has nothing really to say. And I thought it was very interesting that uh, Klobuchar um, actually was talking favorably about a number of President Trump's accomplishments. Yes, you know, she did talking about the first step act. Um, you know, so she was she was the one up there almost, you know, saying President Trump's great, but I can't say that out loud. So, um, so I think the only one who actually did themselves any favors at all. Uh, was Bernie Sanders, and he's unfortunately probably the one to beat. And I don't know what the DNC is thinking right now, but they have to be panicking.
0: Yeah, they have to. What do you take of the story? I know I saw it yesterday. I don't know if you did, that there's a possibility that Sanders and Warren might be, uh, you know, Sanders president, his running mate would be Warren. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I don't think that that gets any, um, any more votes necessarily for Bernie for the people who are not going to vote no. for an avowed communist, you know, and I think that there's always, <laughs> there's always a lot of chatter about, um, you know, oh, well, will the two front runners unite and become this, you know, joint ticket? Um, you know, we saw that in 2016 when everyone was contemplating, well, you know, will Ted Cruz be the VP? And I think it's way too early at this point to, uh, to really consider that. And, um, and for Bernie, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate that, you know, he was saying in a media interview that um, he's for equality and all of these things, uh, you know, shouldn't matter. Um, and, and then, uh, or, or should matter. And then at the same time said, he's not going to pick, um, you know, a, a white man for VP. And so he's basically saying that he's going to choose identity politics over the most qualified person. If he thinks that, um, you know the most qualified person happens to be a white male, which is, uh, you know, very unfortunate for him. And he's, of course, talking out of both sides of his mouth like the left does all the time.
0: So, yeah, I uh, would agree with that. Yeah. Our guest is Jenna Ellis. She's the senior legal advisor for Trump 2020. I got two more questions for her and I'm going to let her go this morning. It's awful early, but the bottom line is this. Who drops out after next Tuesday? What do you think? I've got my list I have on here that Klobuchar... Is on life support right now. I believe Boogey is getting on life support. I think money's drying up for him mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I guess the, the the four that I see surviving: Sanders, Bloomberg, Warren, and Biden. Bloomberg but only because he's he's uh, got the money to keep on going. Biden's going to be running on fumes. He his money's drying up.
1: Right, and I would agree that those are probably the four. Um, if Biden even survives past Super Tuesday, um, and you know, I, I think that that you're right in those in those top three. And it's interesting that uh, Warren will probably only survive past Super Tuesday because she's now reversed her position and agreed to uh, take money from Super PACs because she's right. not seeing um, a lot of money coming in elsewhere. So it's interesting that you know the Democrats always promise. Uh, you know their values and their ethics, but then as soon as they need something different, they'll change position and they'll they'll say, oh, never mind. I, you know, I found a new ethic now. So that just shows how uh, you know, how full of it she is. Um. So, but I but I do think that um, you know, certainly Sanders and Bloomberg will survive only because Bloomberg is self funding.
0: So. Let's say we get we get done, and and I believe Sanders is going to get the nomination, whether the Democrats want him or not. They're going to get stuck with him. And if that happens, down ticket could be a disaster for the Democratic Party, which means we might be able to strike and take back the House.
1: That's the hope, and you know, especially as we've seen um, over the last two years, the do nothing Democrats, as President Trump always calls them, and. How they have just continued to be the party of obstruction. Um, That would be the best possible outcome for this country, is uh, for the Republicans to retake the House so that we can actually get some things done on behalf of the American people and continue with uh, the country's agenda and uh, to not have any more of these, you know, ridiculous um, impeachment inquiries over absolutely nothing. And um, you know, if if the DNC does allow Bernie Sanders to get the nomination. That's not going to be helpful for them at all. But if they don't, I think that they're going to have, um, you know, a really serious conflict um, and fracturing in their party. So, you know, either way, it's not looking good for them. But I think that Republicans need to make sure that, um, you know, everyone who does not want um, a communist or, you know, any of these people to get into office um, who are not qualified, we need to make sure that we turn out and vote. That we have as, as strong of a showing uh, for President Trump on Election Day, um, you know, as great as 2016 uh, and even greater. We need to get out and vote, and we also need to vote down ticket. Um, and on the state level, all of that absolutely matters.
0: Absolutely, Jenna Ellis, the uh, senior legal advisor, Trump 2020. Thank you for the time this morning. Have a great day. Thank we'll you. talk to you a little further down the uh, campaign.
1: Sounds good. Thanks. All
0: righty. Bye bye now. All right. Got to get your traffic for you, get your weather for you. Let's do that. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. And here's your first traffic.